and welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, the podcast formerly known as Cashin' Out of Africa. It's a cultural quiz show and so much more. I'm Tony, joined today by Austin. Hello, Austin. Hello, Tony. That was the first one that I, I didn't understand either half oh, of the uh, cat dog-esque <laughs> title. Cashin' Out is a song by the American rap artist Cash Out. Mm, sort of a Wang Chung kind of thing, yes. where you incorporate the name yes. into your song title. And then Out of Africa is a film from the 80s starring Robert Redford and Meryl Streep. Yeah, I guess I could have figured out Out of Africa. It was just too tight. <laughs> Cashing Out of Africa. Out, uh, Cashing Out is a good song. Are you familiar with that song? I'm not. It's a good song. Clearly. I, I, the edited version is not good. So if you, if you find yourself with the opportunity to listen to it, I would listen to the unedited version. You miss out on a lot of the subtlety. Kind of like my, my parents cleaned up version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off that left out a lot of the, the yeah. best curses. <laughs> Well, this so for this is interesting. Cashing out is interesting because it's not it's not so rife with curses. It is the drug and weapon references that get removed. Mm. So, for instance, the first line he says, "Well, so there's some substantial wordplay." So, in the first line, he says, "36 O's ho riding round with that Nina." Now, so 36 O's. O's is a reference to ounces, like G's mm. or grams and keys for kilos. So 36 sure. O's. So that gets edited out. And then Nina is a reference to a 9mm pistol. Oh, uh, okay. Not the uh, one of Christopher Columbus's three. <laughs> yeah, the next line. So flags. the first line is 36 O's rose ride run with that Nina. And then the second line is Pinta and Santa Maria. <laughs> Which would be a dope rhyme. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's okay. Well, all right. Well, Columbus is canceled, but right. beyond that, the 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 semantics are really nice. The the flow. The the rest of the song would be an, an apology to the native peoples of North America. Hmm. So yeah, so the whole first line just gets edited out because it's a drug reference and then a gun reference. But then, so there's some cleverness here because Nina, in addition to being a gun reference, is can be a woman's name. And so the second line is riding with a hoe named Keisha, smoking on Keisha. So Keisha oh. is, a, is a reference to Kush, which is a reference to the, the drug marijuana. Sure. The, the illegal drug marijuana. So the first two lines are wordplay on, on women's names and illegal things to be carrying around in one's car. Mm. Well, I guess it's not necessarily illegal to have a 9mm in your car, but he, it, it, in any case, the, the whole first line gets edited out. Most of the second line gets edited out. So it, it, it's, uh, you lose, you lose the... You lose quite a bit in the, in the editing. Yeah. The next line is, my diamonds talk for me. They say, hi, can I meet you? That's not to be taken literally. Uh, it's a sort of metaphor for the way in which diamond jewelry will grab a person's attention mm. now that one is a little more obvious i'd yes. say yes yeah, yeah yeah uh well so, so then in the next line he says she fly high high in the sky ho i can't see you so here we're back to sort of a double entendre on drug usage yes because she is well 
Maybe a sing maybe a single entendre, right? No, she's, she's high. She's high, but she fly high. She fly high. High meaning altitude. And also high meaning high on the drug marijuana. Mm. Keisha. Ke- this is this is Keisha. Okay. Or possibly Nina, if if Nina is to be taken as a woman's name. And still don't know where Pinta is. <laughs> when is she going to show up? The Pinta and Santa Maria don't show up until later in the okay. okay. And then the next the next line, we go back into this again. I caution you, do not interpret this literally. He says, "Got a condo on my wrist, girl. I'm cash now." So obviously he does not have a human's home on his wrist. Is that a double entendre? F- um... I don't know if entendre is the right word here, but I believe what he's saying is the the value of a condo, the cost of a condo, the value of that is the value of the jewelry on his wrist. Hmm. And could you, as a condo owner, could you corroborate that? I, I have seen the music video and his accoutrement looked to, to, to be valued at, at or approximately at the level of value of my condo. Okay. Yeah. And then the next line he says, got a condo around my neck, girl. I'm cashing out. So he also has, he's got two condos worth of accessories on his body. Hmm. Wow. And so, and then it goes back to 36 O's, so I'm riding around with that. So it, about half of that gets edited out. You lose a lot of the, a lot of the, the value yeah. of that song in the edited version. But it's nice that he repeats he repeats it after he says it once, because there's a lot of dense metaphor to unpack there, and sure. one listen might not be enough. Yeah. Or maybe he thought he could get one past the censors. Like if he said it enough, maybe they'd forget to edit one out. Interesting. I bet there are songs like that, right? Someone who 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 says the D word maybe so many times. Sure. And then one kind of slips past. Like, eh. Are they playing with percentages at the uh, uh what what's it called? FCC? Yes. Uh the Federal Communications Commission, I believe. And what's the one where what's the one that arrests like white collar criminals? The SEC? That's the, the, se- the Securities and Exchange Commission. Those are two. Those are two different commissions of our federal government. Sometimes when I'm talking about those things to people over the phone, which I am quite often, mm-hmm. um, I'll hear FCC when they're really saying SEC. Mm. Yeah, it's true. If you if you're not a if you're not a clear enunciator, those are going to sound those are going to sound similar. Different jobs, though. Totally different jobs. But all protecting our, our civilians from... Protecting our civilians from curses and from insider trading. Mm. The two greatest scourges <laughs> of American society. Taking, taking down America from within. I believe that Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, is in large part responsible for those warnings that you used to see on albums that would say, like, you know... Uh, adult content what were those warnings you know those warnings i'm talking about yeah yeah the and no not the mpaa parental guidance the parental guidance yeah i believe that she helped found the the whatever that's called the parental advisory explicit lyrics thing so i like to imagine that tipper gore herself is watching all of these vivo videos and by herself manually removing all the curses and the dirty words oh 
I thought that was Barbara Bush. What was Barbara Bush doing? What was she doing back then? What was Barbara Bush doing? What was she up to? (laughs) What does Barb? But you are the host, so if you say it's Tipper, I'll believe you. I mean, it's possible that they, they work together. I mean, maybe they crossed party lines. I'm looking up Barbara Bush right now. Tipper Gore, I, I also looked up Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore definitely co-founded the Parents Music Resource Center. Mm. So she definitely was involved. It uh, does not well, look... That's, this... that's all I need. Well, I'm happy to say that that was a test. And <laughs> you have passed. You're still the host. I am still the guest. According to her Wikipedia page, she started a foundation for family literacy, trying to fight the, the generational cycle of illiteracy. Hmm. But yet she's removing words from the English language. You're still thinking of Tipper Gore, but oh, we're back. okay, <laughs> back around. I think I think okay. Barbara and Barbara and Tipper might be arch rivals. Cause... Well, kind of like you know their husbands, right? That was their arena. Exactly. It was a different. It was a different arena. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. I always kind of hope that those intros are going to turn into a little history lesson, <laughs> and I'm glad that this one did. It did. Now, sadly, one of my favorite parts of doing this show is is shoehorning a transition from our intro conversation into the topic. And Don't say sadly. We can do it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell let's you just, what Let's the... just go offline real quick, and you tell me what to say. <laughs> I'll tell you what the theme is, and maybe we can work our way backwards. Okay. So the theme of today's episode is selling out. Mmm, selling out. Now, some people now here. Okay, here we go. Sometimes artists will censor themselves in the name of selling more albums, more songs. Mmm. And that would be a version of selling out because you are sacrificing your artistic expression in the name of of exposure or money. I mean, we've heard that Kanye might be going back and doing that. You heard about this? Wait, okay. I was just a couple days ago listening to one of his older albums on Google Music, and a bunch of the stuff was censored. Oh, boy. Is this... That's dark. I thought it was just a threat. I didn't realize. So, okay, I didn't realize this was a thing. People need to know. Yeah, okay, so what's the what's the story here? Because I, I, I just figured that was like a, a Google thing, but... but... So this no. is a Kanye thing? It's a Kanye thing. Like George Lucas, he has gone back <laughs> to his... remastered. He's gone back to his seminal works to make them more family-friendly and is burning the masters of the originals uh, because of his, his newfound faith. Wow. Yeah. It's sort of a culture war where both the opposing and defending sides are uh, the same person. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's an internal culture war. Kanye now embodies both Tipper Gore and Barbara Bush in this culture war. Mm. Interesting. I mean, we're talking about selling out. You're right. It is tough. How much is your integrity worth, Austin? Oh, not too much. Not much. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I guess it depends on what what the uh, what the action is. I have a sliding scale. Yeah, but you if pay you what were... you, pay what you can, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will abandon my my values for whatever price you are able to pay. Yeah, honor system, dishonor system. Yeah, the first category we're going to talk about is is musicians who have sold out, 
And as, as I was doing the research, I found a very funny story about the Velvet Underground. You familiar, mm. familiar with this band? Yes. The Velvet Underground. Sort of famous for being... I mean, I'm famous for being a sort of a band with integrity and it's sort of provocative, cutting, uncompromising, uncompromising music. And, and, and so I was, was reading about them and, and I <clears throat> found a story about the, their first paying gig was a $75 gig to play at a high school in New Jersey. And when he found out about it, their drummer Angus McLeese left the group <gasps> saying that this was a sellout. And that he he was he was unwilling to be told when to start and stop playing. Wow! Their first paid gig. Yes, the the, the guitarist said Angus was in it for the art, which I think I think is a great great point. High school shows are great. Have you seen that video of Green Day playing for their high school lunch break outside in the? I have not. In the playground? Oh, it's amazing. And this is they they are high schoolers at the time. They are high school students. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I bet the Velvet Underground were not in high school when they were asked to play at the high school. That's so maybe question. it's a little different. Uh, it doesn't say what year this happened. Do you think that they went on right after a school announcement about saying no to drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and now everyone's favorite heroin group. I'm not going to do this while we're on the air, Austin, but I want to tell you, I could figure out. So they give the – But I could. I, I could well, look okay. it up. Well, here's – okay. Let me tell you what I would do if I had more time. What they do is they give the dollar amount, and then they give the dollar amount in today's dollars. So $75, whenever this occurred, is worth $596 today. Wow. And so what I could do is I could reverse engineer what year this happened by taking the the inflation rate and deflating the $596 until I get to 75 to figure out what year this event occurred in. Ooh. So I want you to know that I could do that, but I won't. Wow. It's sort of like uh, financial carbon dating. Exactly. Carbon what, – what could be a fun um, like relationship show with, with a carbon dating pun Ooh. in it? How many good puns? I mean, carbon is used to make a lot of things. Like carbon is like carbon. Uh, all dating is carbon dating. All dating is carbon dating because we're carbon-based life forms. Yeah, that's it. That's the pun I was looking for. That's the <laughs> joke I was looking for. Carbon is also the basis of of diamonds, I believe. I believe it's also mm. the basis of and condos by by inference <laughs> by extended analogy. Yeah. Um. Angus McLeese, that that drummer, eventually got really into drugs and Tibetan Buddhism. Mm, But just not as profitably as the Velvet Underground. (laughs) Right. Uh, When they were doing that. He died of hypoglycemia and pulmonary tuberculosis at the Shanta Bahwan Hospital in Kathmandu. Mm, Penniless. Penniless. But penniless, but with unassailable values. Unassailable values. And this, I mean, this is the question we got to ask ourselves. I mean, how much is your integrity worth? For me, two hundred dollars. Well, his medical treatment was—he uh, was seventy-five dollars short. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> if you had taken that gig. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Angus rips. McLeese. Rips. So yeah. So like I said, our first category is musicians who have sold out. 
I've got the WatchMojo.com list of Ugh. artists who have so- sold out. I've got like five or so listed here. For some of them, I have money-themed clues, and then I kind of just gave up on that and figured. But before I give you clues, do you have any like? What are your the examples that come to mind of bands that have sort of famously sold out? Bands that have famously sold out. Well, I don't want to ruin your your little game. <laughs> you think you think you're gonna run down my list of five without any clues? Oh, I'm. I think I could. Okay. Just like you could carbon date. <laughs> it's like I could carbon date when that gig happened. Hmm. I I will dwell on it, but hit me. I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Okay. My first clue is that a can of these will run you about a dollar and nine cents at Hyde Park Produce. Mm, beans? The band Beans? <laughs> these are a type of bean. Oh. Ooh, uh, Great Northern. I'm not trying. I'm just naming beans. Okay, let me think about this. A can of these. A sealed can? A sealed can of these. Of these beans. Now, you mm. might not guess that they're beans because... Because they've got P in the name. Because they've got P in the name. It's a black-eyed pea. It is the black-eyed peas. You're exactly right. Black-eyed peas. I looked at a, quite a few lists of artists that have been accused of selling out, and the black-eyed peas, they, they show up a lot. They rear their, they rear their ugly heads. Mm. Because sort of validly or not, this is attributed to the arrival of Fergie, where prior to her arrival, they were sort of, you know, just a, another decent hip hop group, and then Fergie arrived, and they, you know, they they just became a, a party anthem band. Yeah, because it was Apple the App, Will I Am, what's the other one? Ghost, the third guy, and then Fergie Ferg comes in. Fergie Ferg. But it's almost to the point where would they? Would they have attained success without JT stepping in on Where's the Love? Did they have any hits before that? Any mainstream hits? No. That was definitely, that was by far and away their most famous, uh, or their first, sorry, not their most famous song, but by far and away their first big, like, big hit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to blame it on, I'm going to blame it on JT. Okay. Because who, yeah. who knew who the hell Fergie was before that? I, I did not. I certainly didn't. Maybe Fergie sold out. She was a a talented R&B singer who uh, joined in with a bunch of Apple D apps. <laughs> with, and Taboo was apparently the other name of the Oh, album. Taboo. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. Yeah, and Will I Am apparently has pretty much gone out and said that they sold out as a group and you know just did it for the did it for the Skrilla. Did it for the Skrilla and you know, here's here's the thing. We all pretend we don't like Black Eyed Peas, but 20 years from now, they're still going to be playing, I got a feeling. I suspect they will. At weddings. I suspect they will. You know where they really sold out is when they switched the lyrics to Let's Get Retarded to yeah. Let's Get It Started. Oof. I yeah. mean... That really, that really shook me to the core. Some beat... PC yeah. bananas. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just watching, kidding. Remember watching the commercials for the NBA championship, whatever year that was, and Let's Get It Started was playing, and I thought, this is not the song. This is not the song, you know? 
This is not the song that the I song. drank Smirnoff Ice to. Right? <laughs> this is not the song at a high that, school party. that Will I Am, Apple the App, and Taboo wanted me to hear. This has Fergie's filthy fingerprints <laughs> dirty, all over it. Dirty fingers. <laughs> Do you remember when she sang the national anthem? Speaking of the speaking of the NBA and Black Eyed Peas, do you remember when she sang the national oh, anthem at the All Star Game? It's one of the most beautiful, beautiful internet artifacts. <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you have not seen this video, please go watch it or just listen to it. Honestly, yeah. So the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, that was a good clue. Black Eyed Peas. The great clue. <clears throat> the other the other one uh, another clue I have is. What color is money? Or I should say, what color is American money? By which I mean real money. <laughs> Green. Yes. That is the first half of the name of this band. Have we talked about this band tonight? <laughs> we have talked about this band extremely recently. Well, it's got to be... Uh, Green-eyed peas. Green-eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> it's not green-eyed peas, Austin. It's Green Day. Wow, how how fortuitous. Yes. Green Day has been accused of of selling out. You and what what was the turning point? Um I would agree that see, there's a there's a tough line in music between selling out and getting bad or sort of your your sophomore slump. Yeah. Hitting you pretty hard. Right, stagnating. I mean a lot of uh, people, you know, bands change their style and people accuse them of selling out. But sometimes, you like, if you make the same album 20 times in a row, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're ACDC. I which, agree. <laughs> and you're doing fine. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a tough mix. A lot of people point to American Idiot as sort of the radio-friendly, you know, no longer so punk, sort of hot topic punk instead of, like, underground mosh pit punk. Sure, sort of a punk that is tied to, wow, just a very specific time and place yeah. instead of sort of the um, far-reaching cones from the early days. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I'm a big fan of Green Day's early work. That dookie. Yeah, and I think some of that stuff is still timeless. But, yeah, I agree with that one. I agree with the, well... I guess for me to agree wholeheartedly with any of these, I have to have cared about them before they sold out. Black Eyed Peas does not fall into that category for me. So Green Day, fully agree. Black Eyed Peas, I'm on the fence. Okay. Well, another part of selling out is, like you say, you know, it it, it require in order to yeah in order to accuse a band of selling out, you have to have liked them before they sold out. And, right. and most people were, you know, like the black eyed most people didn't know about the black eyed peas until after they sold out, and so nobody would have cared about the black eyed peas until they sold out. Right. So if there's someone if there are listeners out there who like the the black eyed peas before Fergie joined Pre humps. Pre humps era. <laughs> I would defer to them. Pre humps, pre don't funk with my heart. Let's name some other black eyed peas songs. Uh, did we already talk about I Got a Feeling? Pre I Got a Feeling. Pre I'm a B. Pre B. Pre B. There's a great eight minute remix of I'm a B with Rockin' That Body out there floating around. Okay. Or Rock Rock Your Body. What's it called? The remix is called I'm a B Rockin' That Body. Do you remember Austin? Sort of a fun. You remember Austin on the internet? 
a few years ago when when the B movie was sort of a a t- common topic of conversation. There was a lot, yeah, a lot of There's jokes. A buzz about the B movie. <laughs> a lot of buzz about the B movie. There were a lot of jokes. Did anybody ever use? So the line is, "I'm a B," and it seems like we're some we're a roguish person to get their hands on that lyric and footage of the B movie. It seems like they could they could get the B from the B movie to say, I'm a B. And in that yeah. case, it would be B with two E's instead of B with one E. But if you're a roguish person, you're willing to, you're willing to do that sort of thing. Yeah. If your integrity costs you nothing. Right. Well, in college, my roommates and I had a funny idea book that sat on our coffee table. It's still floating around between one of us right now. But the first joke on the first page is... What if we were the MCs at the school talent show and we came out in B costumes and had I'm a B playing in the background? Get the heck out of here. And it happened. Well, it's so it's out there sometime, somewhere. This is the... This we're like Leibniz and uh, Newton right now. <laughs> like Leibniz and Newton! All right. Um, the, the next band, this, this is going to be a little bit of a stretch, but so... Sometimes in order to get money, people, vagabonds often, will steal a type of a type of matter, I'm gonna say, from beneath houses or beneath cars. What kind of do you know what kind of matter that would be? Underneath cars. Yeah. Like underneath a vagabond would steal something from underneath a car or a house. Or a house. Co- copper, copper, copper wiring. Exactly. Okay. And then, and what what category of of matter is copper? Uh, a metal. Metal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this was all just to get us to the the category of metal music and has nothing to do with cars or houses oh, or copper. Oh, oh, Austin, it's even worse than that. Uh, metal is the first half of this band's name. Oh no. Metal It's the first half? Yeah, I mean it's not pronounced precisely like that, but it's it's spelled like that. It's not pronounced like it, but it's spelled like it? Yeah. Met Al <laughs> So is, is it the first half it's a sing it's a single word or it's part of a it's bigger word? One word, four syllables, the first two syllables are Metal. Metal. E. Ka. There you go. Wow. Yeah, so I wanted, like I said, I wanted to tie it into money because we're talking about selling out. <laughs> and the most, the most topical thing I could connect money to, to metal, was the fact that people steal. Sometimes steal copper. People steal copper. Listen, I see where you were going and where you went. Yeah. I don't think huh? that's, I don't think that's so crazy. It's not so crazy, man. So I, I'd love to, I'd be interested in knowing what the selling, uh, this not the selling point, the selling out point <laughs> was in Metallica fans' minds. Another band that I have only uh, flirted with. Yeah. So the one, so the big one that I knew about, which apparently was sort of the end of a train of selling out things, was their their row with Napster. Mm. So they were one of the big opponents of Napster and and uh, p- pretty litigious about pursuing people who illegally downloaded their music. 
They were on the winning side of history with that one. They <laughs> sort of. I mean, it was it was perceived by fans and and it was perceived by fans as a sort of overly aggressive pursuit of people who just wanted to listen to their music. Sure. But that apparently was the end. So apparently it sort of started with their they had an album called Metallica in 1991 that was apparently more it was softer mm. than their previous works. What are some of the tracks from Metallica Volume 1? Enter Sandman is the first track. That's a good song. That's a great song. Uh, <clears throat> that is, in fact, the only song off that album that I, I recognize the name of. I will, I will list them for you so that you can let me know if you recognize any of them. Well, Nothing Else Matters is on that album, isn't it? Nothing Else Matters is, is on that album. Don't Tread on Me is on that album. Wherever I May Roam, The Unforgiven, The mm. God That mm. Failed. That doesn't sound like a Ooh. soft song. Doesn't sound soft at all. Doesn't sound soft. Sad but true. That sounds a little soft. I would say that Nothing Else Matters is a soft song, both in subject matter and in style. Yeah. But Enter Sandman, I mean, come on. That's a classic. It's a jam. But maybe we only know about it because it's the sold out version. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe it is like I don't I, I actually don't know that much about dot 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 and justice for all. I just know that it's called dot 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 and justice for all. Yeah. And maybe we never would have listened to Metallica at all. The next person, this is a single a single person, a single man. His selling out isn't so much about his musical style, but sort of it's sort of a lifestyle change. Oh. And his name, his his musical name, his nom nom de music, as it were, is a product that can, you can often get for free at home, or you know you can go to a you can go to a gas station and buy a bag of it. Ice. Yeah. Is is half of his name? <laughs> Vanilla. No. T. No. Cube. There it is. Hey. Yes, Ice Cube. A vanilla tea cube sounds delicious. Vanilla, vanilla tea cube, yeah, yeah. Ice Cube didn't. It didn't really change his musical style, but he started being in like movies that are not, you know, hard. Not hard. They're not. Are we there yet? Is not an OG movie, so to speak. It's not in the classical sense. In the... <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, the last band I have on this list, Abraham Lincoln appears on a dollar bill of some kind. How many dollars is that dollar bill worth? Uh, that's a fiver, isn't that's it? That's a fiver. Okay, so five is the second half of this band's name. Um, Family Force Five. <laughs> no. Um, five for fighting. That it, That would be the first third of that band's name. Let's see. Jurassic 5? No. If it had been the Jackson 5, I could have said the $20 bill and then the $5 bill, but it's not the Jackson 5. Mmm. Wait, what? $20 bill and? Oh! <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Jackson 25. <laughs> My favorite band. No, Andrew Jackson appears on the, the $20 bill, so I would have said $20. Okay, so... Jurassic 5, Jackson 5, Family Force 5. Man, this is a tough one. Give me another clue. I'm sure it's an easy thing that I'm just not thinking of. 
They say that the love of money is the root of all evil. And this band has a song called This Love. Mm. And if you if you were to love money, that love would take its toll on you. And you'd have no choice because you can't say goodbye anymore. <laughs> exactly. I can't whoa, say whoa, goodbye whoa, to whoa. my I can't say goodbye to my money anymore. Ooh, Maroon Five. Okay, I'm interested to hear uh, what Watch Mojo has to say about <laughs> this one and your other sources. Yeah, I mean people people like what about Jane? Is that the name of that? Songs one? about Jane. Songs about Jane. You're thinking of what about Bob? That's <laughs> what about Bob meets meets songs about Jane. People liked songs about Jane. They said it was sort of uh you know just a good sort of bluesy. Yeah, blue-eyed soul. But then people have said that since then the band has become sort of a more it's become more poppy and more about getting a handsome old Adam Levine front and center. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Songs about Jane. Songs so that would have been Jane. This Love, Sunday Morning? Sunday Morning. Uh, she Will Be Loved? That would have been on there? Yes. I, to be honest, I never really liked any of those songs. So I'd, I I was not miffed by their selling out. Yeah, I was sort of a... I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a point in which I liked Harder to Breathe. Nothing wrong with that. That was their first single, I think. Their very first single. Yeah, and and she will be love. I liked for a while, although that one feels kind of a little predatory now. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, it's just tough. It's like it's almost not even funny to like talk about how much you hate Maroon Five anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's I, just so blasé. Yeah, yeah. Or passe is what I meant. They're blasé. They're blasé. It's passe. It's passe and Santa Maria. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they're fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, they can do what they want. Uh, they're doing they're, great. I mean, they're cr- I mean, like, all these bands, I mean, you know, I, I, I think a lot of the ire that these bands draw for selling out is, it, it's, it comes from a little bit of jealousy, Austin. Yeah. Because Maroon 5 are doing fine. They're fine. I mean, Adam Levine is in movies and he can't act. That's the that's the measuring stick. <laughs> that, like it kind of is. I mean, it really you, no for real. Let, if they let you be in movies and you can't act, that means you're pretty rich. You did something good outside of it or something profitable. Does Adam Levine ever kind of remind you of um, Ray Fiennes from Red Dragon, with the big oh. tattoos on his back, his muscular? Uh, remember that scene where he takes it oh, off? I and remember the scene. It uh, flexes. I don't think I ever would have come to that conclusion on my own, but it's a it's an interesting point. Well, next time you're snuggled up in bed with a bowl of popcorn watching Adam Levine videos. Yeah. Or snuggled up with a bowl of popcorn watching Red Dragon. Mm, think about Adam, Mr. Levine. Other bands that get mentioned: Jefferson Starship, being being the sold out version of Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, that's fair. They used to be a cool psych rock band and yeah. kind of turned into a uh, psychedelic, very like hippie-ish, and then. I mean, we built this city is maybe the biggest sellout song of all time, it huh? Is. Yeah, that's that's what people point to as the not Penal. not necessarily the turning point, but the the, the culmination. Yeah, you know, the culmination. There's a few one-hit wonders that that I I stumbled across that I didn't really realize, like Chumbawamba, mm. tub thumping, like. 
You know, they. I, I think a lot of one-hit wonders sort of chase the high of their like. So apparently, Chumbawamba used to be like a real punky, punk rock band, and then they came out with Tub Thumping, and they realized they had a formula for success. Uh, same thing with Sugar Ray, and the Ooh. song Fly. Man. Apparently, Sugar Ray used to be kind of a, kind of a punky band, and then they became just sort of like beach music. It's kind of like it's kind of like the same way we think about our parents, right? Like it kind of blows our minds that they had a life before us. Sure, yeah, that they were ever cool. Yeah, yeah. and we're sort of yeah, we're sort of doubly jealous and yeah, just in denial about it. But man, Sugar Ray, I like those. Our next category, Austin, is merchandising. Mm. Merchandising. Merch swag. Yeah. Swag. Um, you got a you got a truck backing up in the background there. That is my radiator. Oh. Um. Yeah. So it kind of starts out with this nice, and actually, the audio quality is about to get rough in here. Okay. Um. Because after this stage, <laughs> we move into after the. It, it we mutates move, into it from its larval stage into its its its, it's true form yeah. it's sort of a reverse teapot so it <laughs> it whistles at the beginning and then that gives way to just a grotesque hissing um so i didn't think about that uh recording in the winter so we i guess we should uh we should get, we should move our way through the merch <laughs> let's be <begin. laughs> Uh, what you own some merchandise? Do you own you own some merchandise, don't you? What kind of merchandise stuff do you own? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm wearing a I'm wearing uh right now I'm wearing a zip up hoodie from the Louisiana University's uh, Marine Consortium. Okay. That I bought from gift shop in the Bayou. Down in the um, Bayou. When I was down there for a uh, ecological trip. Sure. I'm wearing under that a shirt from Chromatic's most recent tour. Man, Double you're nothing, exposure. You're nothing but merchandise. I'm decked in merch. I got merch all over the place. I got a, a deck. I'm looking at a deck of cards from a uh, gift shop in Prague. That's less merch and they, more are just Prague themed cards. Uh, yes. Okay. So it's the city's merch. Yeah. City merch. Do you know which? Okay, so this is data from 2016. So it, it doesn't include the Avengers multiverse. But do you know which movie series? Have them made the most money for merchandise? It's got to be Star Wars. Star Wars is by far and away number one. Yeah, that's a that's a killer. The number and two, it, I think, is is the interesting one. This I should cite my source on this. This comes to us from the Canadian Broadcast Company. Hmm. Oh, so it's Star Wars, and then Dudley Do Right is number two. <laughs> We're doing really all those, well. All those hats that they sold. Yeah, Do South. That. <laughs> Uh, Mounty gear, uh, minions number two, I'd say. That is up there. Um, oh, that is a big. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think the merchandising. I think I saw that the merchandising from that movie has made more than the movie itself. Wow, that's incredible. Good for them. It's good for them. This is another movie in that genre, though, and it is a a movie where I thought, wow, I can't believe they're making a sequel to that. More than once, in fact, I thought that. And then I realized, oh, it's because they're making tons of money from the merchandise. Tons of money from the merch. We talking trolls? We are not talking trolls. 
I wish we were talking trolls. I wish. I mean, we're wasting our time. Every moment we spend not talking about trolls is a, is, is a wasted moment. Okay, so not minions. Not minions. Not trolls. Not trolls. Alvin and the Chipmunks? No. I'm trying to think of movies that I was also flabbergasted that they would make a sequel to. Yeah. They, in addition to direct sequels, they also made sequels that were sort of spiritual sequels and that they involved a different type of vehicle. Oh, uh, Cars. Cars, yes. Wow. Cars merchandise. Is, I mean, kids already love to play with cars. Right. And then you give them an excuse to play with cars that they have seen in a movie. I mean, that's a, that's a cash cow if I've ever seen one. That's big. Do you think there's a, there's a dad somewhere – and his kid's playing with a Lightning McQueen car, but giving it a different voice. And he's like, that is not like, <laughs> that is not Lightning McQueen. You cut that out now. That is, that not... is not what Mater sounds like. That is not Larry the Cable Guy. I was just going to reference Larry the Cable Guy, you son of a bitch. No, uh, I beat right. you to it. It's right. Yes, Cars, the Cars franchise, along with sequels like Airplanes. Boats. Making money hand over fist. <laughs> Boats, yeah. It's a franchise that has a lot of expansion potential. Yeah, that's sort of like a Pixar sellout, huh? Yeah. Because they seem they seem to put a lot of care into their other I mean, Incredibles two, arguably as good as number one. Monsters University, great. Toy Stories, all of them good. Toy stories are a classic, but but cars I think they're doing it mostly for the merchandise. Do you think that the execs at Pixar, if they were on a Cribs episode, they would say, cars paid for my cars? <laughs> I bet they would say that. Kind of like how, how Will I Am might say, you know, let's get it started, paid for my house. This is the house that cars built. <laughs> they would say. <sighs> Exhibit would say, yo, dog, I heard you like cars, so I put cars on your cars. Yeah, I mean... Put decals of Lightning McQueen. The last of the top three movie franchises also should not be a surprise. Um, okay, so we had Cars. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise. Star Wars. Yeah. Oof. We've got our sci-fi. Now we need our, our fantasy. Fantasy? Lord of the Rings? No. More kid-based. Kids are where the money's made. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, indeed. I mean, that's a. I mean, they've got. Yeah, got that a is an obvious park. one. You can, you can sell wands. Butterbeer. Butterbeer. And then the top two TV shows. The clues for you, I'll give. For one of these, it helps to be on TV since basically the beginning of time. And the other one, it helps to be targeted towards kids. Hmm. The Simpsons? The Simpsons. It's number one. Uh, number two, targeted toward now. Tony, there are a lot of shows targeted are, toward kids. Yes, so that uh, is not a great clue. Yeah, I, I, I was. I'm going to start general and then go specific. So it, to, be, to be more specific, this show has also been on the air for a very long time, and uh, it. Uh, trying to think, one of the characters' names. Um, oh, of course. Uh, you might need help counting all the money you make, and this would be a good TV show to help you watch to learn how to count. 
Hmm. Oh, you were trying to connect it back to money. Trying I to see. money. Yes, exactly. Money. Sesame Street. Yes, exactly. I was trying nice. to remember the name of the vampire whose name is the Count. The Count. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, uh, I was gonna say big comfy couch, oh. but that uh, that she learns more about telling time than yeah. counting in that one. Learns more uh, about time, and she does those stretches. She does those freaky stretches. I have for the next little round of clues. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you a, a specific merchandise object, and it's gonna be your goal to tell me the movie for which this is merchandise. Okay, I'm ready. Mostly these come from Business Insider. Uh, this is a rosary. You can buy a rosary, and it's described – here's the thing. It's described as an authentic replica, but I'm not sure – I don't – can a replica be authentic? What is – Ooh, well, of an authentic uh, replica? let's go back to Blade Runner. Oh, you know what? Good point. It was uh, – yeah. Some uh, – pull out our, our Baudrillard and our um, – The Exorcist? Very good guess. And I thought you might guess that, which is why I will tell you that the movie came out in 1999. Mm, sister Act. <laughs> no, but also a good guess. In 2012, it cost $89. It costs $50 now, so it's it's getting cheaper. <laughs> These are rosaries worn by brothers in the movie. Mm, the Boondock Saints. The Boondock Saints, yes. You can get an authentic replica of the Boondock Saints rosaries. For only $50. Wow. Those are in stock as of yesterday. I checked the website. It is amazing. Boondock Saints is, has has proven to be such a flash-in-the-pan cult movie. Yep. Usually when you think about a cult movie, you think about a long history of reevaluation and and people loving it. But that – I'm meeting people my age who are like, never heard of it. Yeah. Interesting. I know it's not very good, but it has it's, its, charm. it's fun. I had a Boondock Saints poster. Yeah, you and every other 18-year-old in... Yeah, every other college freshman. And, or whatever. And, and now I just, I'd just i be hard-pressed to name a line. That's not true. I know a couple lines. <laughs> yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird cult movie. Okay, good. I like this game. Yeah, so next you can buy leather briefs. These will run you $94.95. However, I checked the website and they appear to be discontinued. So I'm not sure if you can actually still get these. But there was a time when you could get movie merchandise leather briefs. Hmm, leather briefs. I'm thinking it's either going to be something in the fashion side like a Zoolander or it's going to be something on the Roman side like a Gladiator. Oh, maybe 300? It is 300. You're exactly Woo! My cousin had some 300 merch. Okay. Yes. Uh, the In the product description, they say, Working closely from the source material, the amazing graphic novel 300, and with direct consultation with artist Frank Miller, we bring <laughs> you a line of fully licensed pieces as he envisioned them. <laughs> he spent a lot of time envisioning those <laughs> yeah. those leather briefs, dirty bird. Uh, they feature adjustable rear snaps, allowing for a better fit. Dang. And buy them, I shall. <laughs> and, and I will. And I will adjust them with the rear snaps. The next product is, is just, it's a necklace that has a, a nail on it. Passion of the Christ. You are exactly right. <laughs> Isn't that insane? 
1699 that'll run you and that that is an officially licensed necklace that has a nail on it it's called the passion of the christ nail on a necklace apparently so i i couldn't tell if these were officially licensed or if this these were people just slapping the passion of the christ logo on something and hoping they won't get sued but but there was a mug i saw there was a flask i saw and I thought maybe you could drink wine and wine and vinegar out of that flask. Mm. So it was, it was, was the first thought I had <laughs> there. Uh, a bottle opener, a belt buckle, and a mouse pad. <laughs> oh man! Hey, you want a Bachelor of Christ mouse pad? Run your cursor over the <laughs> scars in his side. Uh, the next product is Twinkies. So this is, Twinkies are an existent product, but they, they did a special run of Twinkies with green filling. Any thoughts about what movie that might be for? Hmm, interesting. Um, green filling Twinkies. I'm thinking, don't tell me which one. I'm thinking Flubber. I'm thinking Ghostbusters. I'm thinking Ghostbusters. I'm thinking Flubber. I believe... <laughs> I believe they also did a a run for Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't know about Flubber. This the green the green for these Twinkies that I that I found were described as ogre green. Oh, grr. Um, it's got to be everyone's favorite swamp ogre. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Is that guy Cars Lightning Mater? It's Lightning McQueen, the swamp ogre. The box, the Twinkies box says it has the same great taste. So don't oh. worry. The color has changed. <laughs> but the taste has not. The final product are fish nuggets. <gasps> Yum. That sounds good right now. I have some of those in the in the fridge, in the freezer. <laughs> Do you have these fish nuggets? <laughs> these nuggets. <laughs> you have these nugs. <laughs> Um, fish nuggets. Would that have come from? <laughs> oh, is it a is it a fish character? It is. It's not only fish characters, but it is a movie that has fish characters. Is it Finding Nemo? It's not. I I wish. Oh. When I discovered these, I thought it would be much 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 funnier if it was Finding Nemo. Could you imagine? But it oh. is. It, this is. I gotta say, almost as crazy. Hmm, almost as crazy. It's got fish characters. It's got fish characters. The main characters are not entirely fish. Mermaids. Yes. Little Mermaid. Little oh, mermaid. no. Yes. Flounder Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. They, for a while, made Little Mermaid branded fish nuggets. I, I took a glance at the ingredients and the nutrition information in Austin. These are not healthy fish nuggets. Oh, boy. Uh, they are they are marketed towards kids, but they are not probably not super useful for a child's growing body. Yikes. Yes. A little more. Look at this stuff. Isn't it grease? Ugh. <laughs> uh, yes. That's merchandising. Our final category. In order to prevent us from seeming like sellouts the the final category that we're going to talk about is one star reviews of products that we've talked about previously on this podcast oh yes please so i've gathered a bunch of products not on this particular episode you know on previous episodes of the podcast we've talked about a lot of products and so what i've done is i've gathered some one star reviews to make it clear that we are not biased towards these products we're not talking about these products 
because we like them, we, we you know, it's just it comes up in conversation. So I, I want to provide a balanced perspective. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to read some one-star reviews, and I'm going to ask you to guess what product I'm talking about. Okay, and we do get a commission from everyone who clicks on the link to these reviews in our page, <laughs> but they are unbiased. So please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And now here are our, our top ten one-star review <laughs> items on Amazon. Uh, first one, user user based vape, June twenty three, twenty fourteen. He or she says, overhyped and overpriced. They taste like sweaty ball sack, and the smell makes me nauseous. Ooh man, overhyped and overpriced. This is this is a food stuff. This uh, it may be. Overhyped and overpriced. I'll read. The, I'll read the next one. User M S the best. December 29, 2012. Last time I had a red was like two months ago, and my friend told me about them. OMFG, worst taste since my ex-girlfriend. Hints included in that one was the word red. Last time I had a red was like two months ago. Marlboro Reds. You got it. Yes. Wow, those you can buy those online? You can review them online. There is a website oh. known as www.sigreviews.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, number one of my top visited sites. Yes, sigreviews.com. It also, it almost sounds like Cigaros. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's a Cigaros cover brand, Cig Reviews. Um, <laughs> user Joe on June 14, 2015 said, Are you people serious? Get a life. 500 reviews for one cigarette? I smoke and I'm a dumb, and then he uses a curse word here. He says, I'm a dumb curse word as all of you we need to quit all of us writing reviews of cancer what morons mm. i kind of like that guy uh you sort of sound you sort of felt like he was going to be a hypocrite and then he acknowledged it right. but he is contributing to the review the thing that i liked about that review is that it's sort of exactly the level of self-awareness that makes the internet go around um, mm. which is somebody who is complaining on a review site about how much people are reviewing this product that he's also reviewing. Oof. It's a little cringy, huh? It is. Yeah. But that's I mean that's what that's what drives web 2.0. Hmm. We talked about Marlboro Reds in the we we did a smoking episodes. Uh that's what's what we talked about that one. I do remember that. It was uh Jim Carrey was our guest. <laughs> The next product, user R2 underscore GB2. That's one of the underappreciated droids of the Star Wars universe, R2 GB2. On March 14, 2018, said, where's the cup? Did not come with the measuring cup. Mm. So that's... Where's the cup? Where's the cup? How about a rice cooker? No. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about a rice cooker. Oh, I keep uh, forgetting these are things we've talked about. This review, out of context, is a little ominous. So I'm, I encourage you to dim the lights, close the mm. blinds, so to get ready for a spooky. Jim in OKC on October 7, 2019, he says, followed directions, killed nothing. Double <sighs> amount, killed some things. Wow. That is pretty ominous, but it's got to be Roundup, right? It is exactly Roundup. Well done, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we talked you, about you. Roundup on our, our weeds episode. Yes. Was that before or after of my, my father accidentally buying all kill 
for his brand new grass instead of Roundup. Oh, and, no. Yeah, just still feeling those, yeah, still feeling those ripple effects to this day. It was last summer, so nothing has really grown back yet, but rest in peace. I really liked user 888's review on September 26, 2019. This person said, this is, it's a long one, so just gear up. All life has a single origin on this planet. That includes those evil weeds in your yard. What kind of magic do you think can target all those different weeds but not the cells in your body? Why are we mm. so obsessed with our yards that we are willing to get cancer just to get rid of a few plants we don't like? Get a life, people. Stop obsessing about your yards. Get some nice landscaping with rocks and cacti. Stop trying to be like everyone else. So boring and lame. Five out of five. <laughs> Great product. Really did the job. <laughs> oh, man. So true, though. Uh, so true. Or the, uh, you know, the ecological uh, argument of how much space are we using that we could be growing our own food it's true. for perfectly manicured grass. I don't – I mean so, some of that we can blame on Roundup. Some, yeah. of, that, think, <laughs> some of that I think maybe I – I don't know if a one-star review on a Roundup weed killer product is the right platform for that. Yeah, um, agreed. The next product, user Pat C. August 15, 2016. I don't read it. I don't have time to read a lot of magazines. None, I don't read it. And then there's seven exclamation points and then a capital N. So I think what happened is in the middle of that review, this person, uh, I think, got maybe raptured, maybe attacked. Yeah, he was about to write. Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist, is what the end was, <laughs> was going to say. Almost certainly. I don't read it. I don't have time to read a lot of magazines. None, I don't read it. <laughs> and that's the letter out. Magazines. When did we talk about magazines, Tony? You've been, you've been, dipping, back, you've been dipping back into the old episodes, haven't you? Hey, uh, this actually isn't that old. You've been in the farmer maggot's crop. <laughs> it was it was sort of tangentially mentioned, so I wouldn't be surprised if you if you don't remember it. But this next review I really like. This magazine this is brought to us by user Jasmine R on November 20, 2016. She says, This magazine is overkill. Not only does it do nothing, but it spills tumors and portrays celebrities in a bad light. Oh god. No, I think I think the word tumors there was supposed to be rumors. Hmm. But it does say tumors. Yeah. Not only does it do nothing but spill tumors and portray celebrities in a bad light, but it also tries to mask it off as news. Rumors, magazines, Us Weekly? No, but that genre. People. People. Mm. Do you remember when we talked about people? Uh, we talk about people in most of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do remember because we were talking about most beautiful we or were. sexiest, sexiest yep. people alive. We were. We were talking about the most beautiful people in our episode mm. about beauty. Yeah. Marilyn Manson was our guest for that one. <laughs> I remember. At least three people I saw in reviews complaining about its political bias. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize that People Magazine had political coverage. I don't know. Maybe if they say like uh, Nancy Pelosi was looking fierce in her, <laughs> sure. her like tall heels, you know, some people, some people just, you know, <laughs> some people will find politics in anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we'd like to thank uh, Peter Buttigieg. 
our newest our sponsor. sponsor. This episode. Ever wish you didn't have to go to the post office to mail a letter? To, to donate money to to people to just campaign. On stamps.com, <laughs> you can print off a sheet of Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> go to Bowling Branch to get Pete Buttigieg sheets. Nature Box will send you all of Pete's favorite snacks <laughs> straight to your door. No preservatives, no artificial colors. 100% Pete. The, <clears throat> the next product. One star review brought to us by user Arsenal One One, February twenty eighth, twenty twelve. This tastes like stale moldy corn and urine. <gasps> stale moldy corn and urine, soylent. No, user Dave Four One Two, January twenty two, twenty ten says, uh, this does have some distinctive qualities to it, but not in a good way. Mm. Which I liked because I'm reading a one star review and I read the first half of that sentence and I think oh. But then the second half, that's when that's when the truth comes out. <laughs> it does have <laughs> it does have some distinctive qualities, just not in a good way. And then I, I found a bit of an, a contradiction of opinions here. User Bort11 says that the mouthfeel is slick and oily, whereas user JP32 says the mouthfeel was thin, watery, and entirely too flat. Hmm, entirely too flat. Yeah. Thin and oily. Yes. User JP32 also says that the drinkability is okay. Man, what were we talking about? Thick and oily. The website I got this from is beeradvocate.com. That's www.beeradvocate.com. Interesting. In fact, uh, I believe that when you were describing this product, you used the word drinkability. This product, this particular product... Yeah. A lot of the reviews mention drinking this with a hot dog at, at old, old Wrigley Field. Old Wrigley Field, an old style? An old style. Yeah, that's exactly Ayo, right. Oh, love a good old style. Yes. Uh, so people think they sold out because they changed their formula? You're, <laughs> you're still on sold out. I'm just doing one-star reviews generally. Oh, okay. Because I've been, I've been thinking that all these things have sold out in a, in a different way, and I'm like, yeah, that, that does make sense. Oh, they changed up the... Uh, so, yeah. Although they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, no, this, I'm just talking. I'm just trying to make it look like we didn't sell out by, by oh. one star reviews because we 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 talked about old style and I want to make it clear we're not on old style's dime. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna say another word that started with di. <laughs> there, should have been funny as well. <laughs> it would have been. Yes, old style classic lager. You talked about that. We and and one of one of our intros, you were drinking an old style classic lager, and I. I chastised you for drinking so early in the day, I believe, is what happened. Mm. Yeah, but what you didn't understand is that this doesn't air live, so that was actually <laughs> evening when we talked. No, I specifically asked you what time of day it was while we were recording. Mm. That was the old me. That was the old you. All right. right now I'm drinking hibiscus iced tea. Are you really? I am. Man, you've upgraded. I've upgraded. It's my, it's my go-to. I... Brew room temperature water, cinnamon stick, hibiscus flowers, couple hours, strain it out, throw it in the fridge. You got a tart, sugar-free treat. And for twenty nine ninety nine, you can get your own shipment of eight glasses of Austin's hibiscus, Listen, homemade hibiscus tea. Most teas have fake red coloring. This hibiscus tea has a deep magenta hue. All natural color from the hibiscus? All natural color from the hibiscus. Incredible. 
No added sugar, but it tastes like it's got sugar because you got those uh, you got those tart notes. Oh, what a what a what a great product you've made and that we're shilling now. Yeah, uh, I will I will drink one of those the next time I'm at your apartment. Yeah, maybe I'll bring some tomorrow. Bring some tomorrow. The last product is a product we've talked about on more than one occasion. User Shy Guy on December twenty December nine twenty eighteen. That's Shy Guy C H I. Not to be confused with the video game character, S-H-Y, Shy Guy. Sure. User Shy Guy says, Tasty cardboard cooked to perfection. Got sucked in by the name and that they were from nearby town that I grew up in. After eating one, I turned to my friend and said, We have no chips to eat or dip with unless you like cardboard. He (gasps) agreed and threw out the bag. I'm shocked that this is for real. Okay, we can't be talking about donkey chips. Austin, some people aren't ready for the donkey. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you one person, and I don't shout her out enough, so I'm sorry it's negative. My own my own girlfriend. Your own was, Katie is, uh, isn't ready for the donkey? She's not ready for the donkey. Unbelievable. Don- donkey. <laughs> now they should do a Shrek crossover. Yes. <laughs> Wow, that is that's mind blowing. I think I just people aren't ready for the donkey. People think it's too hard. People think it's too crunchy. What a what a what a asinine view to have. Crazy take. User Scrappy Dog on October 4, twenty seventeen. First of all, the the title of, of of their comment is it's the word tortilla, but the first T is replaced with an N, so it's no tortilla. Mmm, nortilla. Nortilla. Says, tastes like cardboard and are so thick you could literally crack a tooth. So thick? Avoid them at all costs. People aren't ready for the donkey. These people are conflating thickness with crunchiness, and that is that is bizarre to me. It is a thin chip. It's a thin chip. It's a crispy chip, and it, it is crispier than most tortilla chips, but that's what makes it good. It's not mealy. It's not mealy, and guess what? It holds up to the heaviest of salsas. Right. It's not going to bend over and crack like a Tostito scoop. Well, Tostito scoops are, are pretty good. Those are like pretty a, structurally sound. Yeah, but um, it's second only to Tostito scoop, I'd say, if we're talking salsa carrying capability. Yeah, the crunchiness is what's good about it, not what's bad about it. Scrappy Dog and Shy Guy and user Marilyn Jeep, J- January 18, 2016, who says, if you have any dental work, do not buy these chips. They broke my front tooth. They are so hard. Unbelievable. It's, it was probably a chip fragment that they thought was part of their tooth. Yeah, or they just have bad teeth. Like, yeah. how bad are your teeth? <laughs> like, it's a donkey chip. It's not. The donkey chips are so good. They're so good, and it's the donkey chip is the microchip of the of the chip world. It it takes the the functionality that you need to get out of a computer, and it makes it the thinnest, <laughs> most elegant shape possible. It gets rid of the bulk and keeps all of the functionality. Yeah. Oh, donkey chips. We'll only set you back two ninety nine. Sometimes they're even two bags for five dollars, and you can get them at your neighborhood real t- retailers. <laughs> Their e commerce game is on point. You can start a subscription. I tell you what, Austin at Hyde Park Produce, and this is my second time plugging it. Avocados were two for a dollar. You could get donkey chips for two ninety nine. I'd tell you, I've been eating more guacamole in the past couple weeks than I than I've eaten in the last three years. Wow. That is a beautiful thing. I mean, they made you rediscover your love of guacamole. 
What can't they do? What can't, what can't they do? You can build a house out of these things. Ugh. Well, all right. And I, I realize now that my the whole reason to bring this up was to make it seem like we weren't on Donkey's Dime, but I'm on Donkey's Dime. <laughs> just say it, it, just say it, just say it, Tony. I'm on that donkey dick. It's a local product. Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, the product speaks for itself. We can only get you through the door. You have to walk through it. It speaks for itself in the loud, crunchy noise it makes when people bite into it. Mm. Music. Those are one-star reviews of products we've talked about. Love it. We really proved our case here. <laughs> established our independence. Really raged against the capitalist machine this time. <laughs> you know, that's our episode about selling out. There it is. Austin, I lost my I had a I had my button and I lost my button, so I need a new button from you. Alright. I'll uh, bring that tomorrow along with the tea. I'll along bring some buttons. Tea. Perfect. Um thank you to our designer of those pins. Yes. Notorious sellout just got married. <laughs> sellout from the single life, Anna Swearinga. Yeah. To a great man. Congratulations, you two. <laughs> uh, congratulations, I'm sure. Uh, and non-sellout musician Jude Schuma. Although he was on an episode of Ballers once. He was on an episode of Ballers, but that I mean that's a that's a that's a good clean American TV show. That's true. You know, and listen, if you do what you should do and listen to his music and go to his shows, he won't have to sell out. He can keep making the good music that he makes now. He can just sell out shows. You could sell out shows without selling out. And listen. He has not gone back and edited all his music to be family friendly. He has not. It is raw. raw. It is rough. Don't listen with your kids. <laughs> You're not gonna like what you hear. <laughs> it's vile, actually. It's 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 almost unbearable. Oh, just kidding. It's just great. kidding. He makes great music. I don't think he. I don't think he swears in his music. Does he? Not that I. Not that I've heard. Doesn't have many swears. Uh, it, oh. It's re, it's authentic music, but it's not. It, it, it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, kind of like Will Smith's first album. <laughs> Authentic rap, but clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Yeah, Jude Chuma is sort of the Will, the Will Smith of psychedelic rock. <laughs> well, let's not let's not put that curse on him yet. <clears throat> uh, cool. Well, we did it. We recorded an episode about selling out. We talked about a lot of products. So be it. Anything else you want to say? Hmm. Well, Tony, I have one more thing to say. What's that? When was the last time you got a great night's sleep? <laughs> Casper mattresses are revolutionizing the sleep industry. <laughs> one bespoke mattress at a time. <laughs> no, hey, that's Austin, all. It's about dinner time. I got to cook up my blue apron. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> well, very good. Uh, goodbye.